Welcome to Strictly Anime, a podcast for anime reviews and discussions by casuals for casuals. My name is Courtney and I am flying solo for this podcast because this is episode 16 and we're reviewing, oh my god, my teen romantic comedy snafu, season 3, the final season, part 1. As always, there will be spoilers throughout this episode, so you've been warned. Carl does not watch this anime. Why he doesn't, I have no idea, but I love it. And we are here, people. Fam, we have made it to literally what's titled The Climax, My Teen Romantic Comedy Snafu Climax. I can't wait for this ride. Like, we're already halfway through. Um, I know as of this past Thursday, we just wrapped up episode five. I think there's 12 episodes in total, if I remember correctly. So anyway, we're nearly halfway done. I would plan to do this podcast when we reached episode six as a true part one and part two, um, but I will be traveling the next two weekends. Um, so I wanted to make sure I got this out in a timely fashion. And also, I just, I don't think I could wait. I, I don't think I could wait to, to talk about what's happened so far in this final season because they are not wasting any time. They know it's only 12 episodes and they know this fan base has been waiting, what, five, six years for this. I mean, I personally haven't because I shared in the um, season one and season two podcast. I actually picked this show up um, over the winter, probably right around the time or just after um, it was announced that they would finally do a season three and that would be it would be coming out in 2020 so i got very lucky i just happened across this this anime i was looking for stuff that was very similar to toradora which is my number two all-time favorite anime and yeah this one fell in my lap and in the timing the universe just made the timing perfect for that so i was very lucky to not have to wait super long for season three um and it's it's a crazy ride every episode within just these first five episodes has been jam-packed and and none of it really feels like filler which is fantastic and i hope they keep that um because again it's just 12 episodes like i get the purpose of filler when you've got a, when you've got a lot of episodes to to work with but this is it like this is the final stretch we're in the end game i don't want to have to sit through something that just feels like a waste um when that could be used for something that really drives the story forward i think it's pretty safe to say that at this point five episodes in multiple ships have sunk first yui and then iroha and then if you're if you were shipping it to begin with um sensei hiraska sensei's ship has sunk it's clear. Again, they wasted no time. They're like, look, we're going to give you your moments with your best girls or best waifus, but this is going to be, for the remainder of the season, a story between Hachiman and Yukino, and hopefully how they end up together. Just a quick reminder, again, this is strictly anime, so I only watch anime. I know there's light novel pieces to this. I think it wrapped up, and I think there's... Um, there was like a, a resolution. I, I tried to, to avoid it because I want to go into this and, and be surprised. I know there's a manga, but I don't know if that finished yet. I have no clue because I don't read manga and I don't read light novels. So I am completely blind as to how this is going to go. But so far, I'm liking the direction it's heading. I'm a Yukino and Hachiman shipper 
hardcore. I mean, since the first episode of this show, episode one, season one, I knew. I'm like, they're going to be together. They're setting it up. I mean, every little detail, even in this this third season, is is focusing on Yukino. Even the OP and the and the ending, I mean, there's shots of her that are so prominent that you're not getting of Yui or Iroha or anyone else. Um, I mean, normally Hachiman unfortunately gets pushed to the background uh, for, for the openings and endings, so no surprise there. But there's so many moments that are very specific to Yukino, so I think it's a big hint as to what we're going to see in her in her specific character development as well as, hopefully, fingers crossed, what we're going to see between the relationship that continues to develop between her and Hachiman. Um, So I took a couple of notes uh, for each of the episodes. I'm just going to kind of go through them. I won't recap the episodes like Carl usually does because he's really good at putting that stuff together. I just kind of want to talk free flow about what's been happening, Um, but I'll kind of go somewhat chronologically here. So first off with the opening and ending, they are pretty much my favorite so far in terms of the uh, the songs and the visuals. I did like season two's opening as well, but I think I like this one just a touch better. I'm not crazy about them, but I do enjoy them and I don't mind um, watching them. I certainly don't skip through them for each of the episodes. Um, I also was freaking out episode one when I saw that really quick glimpse of Yukino spinning in the snow with Hachiman because I'm like, what is this? I, I have no clue what's going to happen this season, but already I'm getting some like really great imagery and hopefully some really great foreshadowing as to what will happen with this season. Overall, episode one was a slow start, but I am not complaining at all. I'm very, very, very glad that they picked up literally right where the last season left off five years ago. Um, You don't feel like you missed anything, and I think that's fantastic, especially because, again, for the the OG fandom, they had to wait so long. So it would have just felt like insult to injury, adding insult to injury if they had to wait years before getting a resolution to the story and also miss stuff in between. So I thought it was a really smart choice. Um, I know they kind of inject Kawasaki Kawasaki um, as another piece to this harem puzzle. Um, I think that's probably similar to, to Sensei with this previous episode, episode five. This is probably just a, a little nod to the Kawasaki shippers, if there were any in the fandom. Uh, it seems like they're acknowledging all the ships that existed before sinking them right to the bottom of the ocean. Man, they're savage about how they, they uh, destroy these ships. Um, and what's interesting is Iroha wasn't even in this episode, although she seems to have become you know part of the the main crew. She's kind of like a side character of the main crew. So I was, I was kind of surprised that she wasn't in there, but I'm I'm not a huge Iroha fan. I don't mind her character. I think she's funny, but I, I don't really see her as a true part of this, this harem, um, which we'll talk about in a little bit when we get to episode five. Um, I was concerned that, again, because there was a big gap in between uh, the, the second and third seasons, that this would be a recap episode, which I've expressed before. I hate recap episodes. They serve their purpose back in the day before we had streaming um, just to, to bring people up to speed and say, hey, here's what happened last time because you can't just go back and watch it on demand. Um, but nowadays I find recap episodes to be a waste of time, um, just be, speaking frankly about it. But the way they did it was more 
flashbacks of things that happened that we didn't necessarily see. Um, I did kind of look it up a bit because I wasn't sure what was going on. I'm like, did I miss this in the previous seasons? I don't remember these pieces. But from what I understood, they were interjecting some flashback moments of things that happened in the manga or the light novel that they didn't have a chance to infuse in the actual seasons. So it was just like a quick nod to some of those pieces that had happened. Episode two was a very interesting tone shift. Um, Yui, I always notice, this is just a, a side note, but um, Yui's always kind of placed in between Hachiman and Yukino when they're when three of them are on screen um, or even in pictures that they take or, or whatnot. And I think it's, it's symbolism um, as to, you know, her wanting to be part of what they have, you know, not only being part of the service club, but being part of this genuine thing that they have between them, this chemistry that they have between them. And she can't quite fit in. She can't quite get there. At least that's, that's my interpretation. Um, but this episode, I mean, I'm just really going to focus on the ending because that was a jaw dropper. Again, they are wasting no time. They went right into it and they're like, look, we're not messing around. Here's what's going on. Yukino clearly has feelings for Hachiman and, and we all know it. And here's more confirmation of that. So the picture at the end that Yui comes across when she is helping Yukino kind of clean up her room and pack and stuff um, is the picture that uh, was taken when her and Hachiman were, Yukino and Hachiman were on that ride. This is something that someone called out too when I was reading some, some thoughts on some of these episodes. Um, it's a piece of paper that Yukino is holding that you don't really notice. It's very subtle, but she's holding it and she puts it in her purse when Hachiman comes up. Honestly, that went right over my head. But when that got called out and I put two together, like, okay, that's what she was looking at. She was looking at the photo that she wanted to keep. Um, it just made everything like it put everything together and it made it feel so much more special that she has this picture. Um, because it's obviously something that, that she holds, uh, you know, very near and dear and it's, it's very precious to her. So you need to come across that and find that. I mean, oh man, man, that was the first big hole that they blew in the, the UE ship. Um, and the feelings and the, 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 the thoughts that she's expressing in that moment, you feel for her. I mean, it's, that's got to be tough coming across that. I mean, just being so infatuated with somebody, knowing that your best friend also has those similar feelings and, and not really being sure. Because I, I don't really know what kind of talks they've had and how much they've shared with each other um, between the two girls. But knowing that that's kind of floating in the back, in your, back of your head and then you finally come across concrete proof, um, it's it's got to be a huge slap to the face, I guess. Um, and so we get this inner monologue of Yui as she's uh, looking at this picture and trying to just process what she's seeing and, and the situation she's now in. And she talks about never wanting anything genuine. I, I get that she clearly feels like an outsider in this trio. Um, you know, it's, it's, she, she talks about not wanting anything genuine. She talks about, you know, this door that she's in front of that she just can't open, I believe. She said something along those lines. And that door she's, I think she's literally referring to when um, Hachiman and Yukino are in the infirmary and they have that almost kiss scene. And, you know, we all fucking freaked out, like, please just kiss, just do it. But they didn't. Um, and when Hachiman leaves, we see that Yui was standing in the doorway, but she claims that she, oh, I just got here. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to scare you, but it turns out, you know, this is confirmation anyway, that she was standing there watching the whole thing unfold. And she comments here saying that, you know, she just couldn't take that step. She couldn't 
do anything but watch from the doorway as they had this intimate moment. Um, and I think it was just her, I think up till now it's been her lying to herself about, you know, the situation that she's actually in, but now she's got this proof. Now she's reflecting and saying, shit, I knew it all along. I I shouldn't be surprised. Um, I, I knew it since, you know, who knows when, um, but here it is, it's in my face and I, I can't avoid it anymore. Yukino has feelings for Hachiman. And so it's interesting that again, she said that she never really wanted anything genuine. I, I'm still a bit confused by it, but it seems like, at least from my interpretation, that she's saying she wanted to be with him, but not in the same way or the genuine way that Yukino wants to be with him. And she knows that that's flawed. I think she's finally accepting like that's flawed and that will never end up the way she wants it to be or the way it should be. Um, again, it's just her overcoming this, this pattern of lying to herself about the situation. Yui also complained in season one about how hard it felt to join in on Hachiman and Yukino's conversations because they always seem to be in their own world. So again, this is all just kind of shaping up for, for her accepting reality and saying, look, it was never meant to be from the very beginning. Um, she's certainly a close friend of theirs, but she'll never be at the level that they're at or have the chemistry that they that they have so yeah this was a this was a tough one to watch um exciting as a yukino shipper but tough as a, a yui sympathizer um i do want to call it to it was by this the second episode i was like dude the the animations look amazing like they're really putting all of their effort into making this final season just so amazing um everything looks gorgeous um you're not really getting any of those low budget scenes or anything you might get like a, a snippet of something here or there but everything is just so beautifully drawn and so well executed and i'm really happy to be able to hear um hachiman's voice again i mentioned this in the last uh snafu podcast but i really enjoy hachiman's voice actor i mean it's perfect that that kind of very uh droned out tone that he has to his voice something about it is, is, is very soothing to listen to um after a while like at first I was like okay yeah, it makes sense for the character I'm, I'm down for this but the more and more I listen to this I'm like man it's just it's so relaxing to to hear him especially when he goes into a speech or has a an inner monologue um it just fits the character so well it makes total sense and it's just very pleasant to to listen to so I'm very excited to hear new dialogue for Hachiman Episode three, we have the fake prom and them filming the the promo video and whatnot. Um, it it was close to being a filler filler episode to me, but we got some really good takeaways, some really good pieces, um, plot points for from this episode. So I was cool with it in the end. Um, I think it's very clear that we just don't see the same chemistry between Yui and Hachiman as we do with Yukino and Hachiman. Um, Yukino and Hachiman are so natural together. I mean, Yukino comes out and she's in her tailcoat and she just goes up to him and says, here, like, you know, let me help. I don't know if she, I can't remember if she helped him, you know, fix his bow tie or whatever. Um, but again, they, they act so natural around each other. They're, it never feels forced or awkward or like timid or whatever. It, it just, it's, it, they work so well together versus when Hachiman is interacting with Yui, he always has this feeling of being shy and reserved or not he like he's not bringing his whole self to his interactions and his conversations with Yui um and yeah he blushes at her and whatnot but I think it's because she's very attractive she's got huge tits um she has this bright personality and I'm sure she is you know a very attractive character or whatnot 
Um, but I think that's, that's the only reason he'll blush or feel shy around her is because of the physical aspects, her looks and, and all of that. Um, but that's not the genuine pieces that he's looking for. He wa- he's looking more toward personality and, and fit. Um, so that's why, again, I, I don't associate the possibility of Yui and Hachiman being together as the genuine, you know, thing that he's looking for. Then we have the, the part where they're filming the, the dancing and, um, Yui and Hachiman have been paired off together. And what was interesting to me is that Yui said she'll agree to dancing with Hachiman only if Yukino is fine with it. Um, likely because of the picture that she saw the last episode, but I think she, in this context she was trying to hide that behind oh only if you're cool with it as like director of this video i'm guessing and of course you you know it's like yeah no big deal just dance so that we can capture that on film um but i think that was yui's first step to being a better friend so then at the end of the episode, I think, um, they, Yui and Hachiman are trying to look for Yukino and they're trying to open the service club, um, room, but they, it's locked and they don't have a key. And so they go to Hiraska sensei and ask her basically where Yukino is or if, if she's got a key or whatnot. And one thing that killed me was when Hachiman, I think said that he didn't have Yukino's contact info. She's like, why didn't you just contact Yukino to see where she is? Um, but it seems like he has Yui's contact information. I don't understand that at all. And it hasn't been talked about in these next couple of episodes. I'm just like, why wouldn't you have Yukino's contact information? It seems very odd when you do have Yui's. Um, I don't know. Maybe I misinterpreted that, but I was like, oh, that makes me really sad. Like you like her, but you don't have her contact information yet. Um, so I don't know. I don't really know what to take away from that, but I was a bit surprised when I came across that part of the episode. And then we have episode four, which takes yet another dramatic turn. They they played us there for us being the Yukino shippers. They played us there for a little bit with some flirtation going on with Yui and Hachiman. Um, but all was good because the actual care and, and heartfelt moment um, yet again comes when Hachiman is concerned about Yukino. So in this episode, Yui and Hachiman go to the knockoff Ikea, which I guess I'll call Ike because they dropped the A for, for this. Um, so when they go to Ike, um, they're kind of walking around the store looking for something to buy. And we have this, um, this heartfelt moment, I guess, between Yui and Hachiman where they're kind of hanging out in this, you know, makeshift room and, and Yui sitting on the bed and she invites him to sit down next to her and she talks about her future and what she wants in life and she said she wants to be a wife, clearly dropping hints that she wants to be Hachiman's wife. But what's interesting is that in this whole scene, they're in this imitation room and they're acting like an imitation couple in this, you know, imitation house perhaps, which I think represents this replica that she would be to him, this non-genuine thing that she would be to him if they were to end up together. Um, Again, he's looking for what's genuine and everything around them as they have this this intimate or private moment is not genuine. It's imitation. It's fake. Um, So I thought that was very interesting imagery and, and a very interesting setting to have this particular moment between the two of them. We also have in this episode, I can't remember if it's before or after the Aiki part, um, but we have uh, a quick chat between Haruno and Hachiman, um, where he basically confirms that he realizes there's a love triangle going on. I think we all knew that he 
has some awareness that both of the girls have feelings for him, especially with the last episode of season two, where he kind of puts the kibosh on what they're all about to say because it's just too much is going on. Um, and it's, it's not the right time. It's not the right tone. But this is confirmation for us that he gets it. There, He knows. He knows what's up. He's just... I don't know, not wanting to acknowledge it, not ready to acknowledge it, still trying to figure out his own feelings. I'm not sure. I did also enjoy, really quick shout out to that Maxis coffee part. I thought it was such a cute way to to see Hachiman, like it, it, seeing him in a different light than we normally do. Usually he's got this, this whole facade of being like calm and collected and unbothered by anything, uninterested in everything. And then he sees his favorite Max's coffee and, and this brand new machine they've got out. And it was just so cute seeing him like fanboy out over his his favorite coffee. Going back to the piece where, um, hot, sorry, I'm kind of skipping around here because my notes are all sporadic. I was I was rapid firing these notes after every episode. And I'm just like, the, like just kind of thinking through everything that had happened. And I'd rethink some things. And so I, I'm a little out of order here, but bear with me, guys. I'm just, I'm so happy to at least be talking about this um, and kind of going through, you know, these moments and, and this this final stretch for this show. But going back to when Haruno and um, Hachiman are talking, I think it's clear that Haruno seems like a bitch on the surface, but more and more, it's clear that she's trying to help her sister get what she wants. Um, which is both the ability to be independent as well as being with Hachiman. I think Haruno sees her sister and Hachiman at a critical point that for her, her being Haruno, went the wrong way and now she's unhappy or doesn't have what she originally wanted. So she's using this as an opportunity to ensure her sister's life turns out better to, to protect her sister, although she may not, again, on the surface, seem like that type of sister who would care enough to help. Because um, she talks about, you know, being an adult needing to, to sacrifice something that you really care about. And I think she's, yeah, she's trying to help her sister not have to go through that and, and be able to achieve what she wants while not sacrificing her, her chances with Hachiman. So then we get towards um, the the end of the episode where Yukino, I'm sorry, where Yui and Hachiman are walking home. And Hachiman gets a phone call from Hiratsuka-sensei. This is such an intense conversation because she tells Hachiman that prom is in jeopardy, it's at risk of being canceled, and all of it's resting on Yukino's shoulders to, to save it. And she's prompting Hachiman to make a decision at this point. I mean, again, four episodes in and basically we're about to get his his decision on who he wants to be with or who he wants to pursue after two seasons of ambiguity. She even says, Hiratsuka-sensei even says, I'll wait. I need you to say it, but I will wait as long as it takes for you to feel comfortable to speak those words. And he finally does. I mean, he says, I I promise to save her one day. I want to help her because I promise to save her one day. And I love that they bring this full circle um, because that was a really, a really big moment. I think in season two that happened. Um, that was a big moment and we didn't hear too much about it since then, at least specifically addressing the save me part. And finally we, we come back to that and it's just, it, it, I got chills. I was like, oh my gosh, he remembers and he wants to keep that promise. It's interesting that Hachiman is using this promise of, uh, saving Yukino someday as his 
motivation or as excuse to help her save the prom even though she's made it very clear multiple times that she wants and needs to do this on her own for several reasons um but this makes me feel like his actual motivation is to stay by her side and this is just the avenue he's taking to to make that happen because he was clearly taken back when she insisted during the the meeting um with uh yukino's mom that Yukino wanted to do this without his help. Um, I mean, even Hidasuka sensei fucking knows that and has known for a long time that they need to be together. So again, the fact that she is willing to wait as long as it takes to help him admit this is awesome. I think that that was such a, a cool um, plot piece, a cool decision um, for, you know, Hidasuka sensei to actually acknowledge that and to say, I will wait as long as it takes um, for you to, to say it. I mean, God, even Yui knows. Even Yui knows, which is why she starts crying. Uh, and it's it's heartbreaking to see, but it had to happen. I think it just, it had to happen. And interestingly, we don't get any shots of Yui while Hachiman is on the phone with Tasuka Sensei. It's just him talking to Sensei, and we don't see... Yui at all until he hangs up the phone and we see her reacting because there's tears running down her face you know she says it's fine it's cool whatever and then we see Hachiman literally run to go save Yukino and I could be wrong but do we ever really see any moments of Hachiman running or having that kind of intensity I don't recall anything but it's it's been a bit like at least a couple months since I've watched um seasons one and two so could be wrong. I apologize if I am. But again, like the, the fact that he starts literally running to, to the school to save her, I think just amplifies his decision that, that he's going with Yukino. He knows it. He's done lying to himself or pretending that this situation doesn't exist. And he is going full force to get his woman. Okay. They are going to be together. I swear to God. <laughs> so then we get the ending of the episode, which is Yui's inner monologue again. Um, and she is grappling with all of this. Um, it's interesting that she comments about pushing things onto other people. I've stated this before in the last podcast. I feel like Yui can be very manipulative, especially with Yukino, because Yukino is not good at standing up for herself. That always bothered me, and I think this is somewhat of an acknowledgement of that on Yui's part. Um, and when you think about it, at the end of season two, she pushed for change. She she kind of pushed the, the the trio into a corner that they had to make a decision one way or the other. And truthfully, it didn't work out in her favor because Hachiman has made the choice to go to Yukino and their group dynamic can never be the same again. Um, so I think she's, she's obviously sad about Hachiman. She's also partially crying because she realizes she shot herself in the foot um, and she won't be getting what she wants. So Ikea, or Aiki, really felt like that last hurrah moment for Yui shippers before that ship sank all the way down. Um, again, Hachiman has some cute moments where he blushes at Yui and all that because she's very cute and friendly, bubbly, whatnot. Um, but that's about it. That's all all you get in this episode. And then the, the, the whole plot, I mean, just takes a huge left turn. It's like, nah, we're going Yukino, and like, this is, this is happening. No more messing around. This is endgame. And truthfully, both girls need saving. Um, both of them have their conflicts. Both of them need that support. But 
I mean, in the end, literally Hachiman can only choose one of them, and he's made his choice. It's it's Yukino, and I'm very happy about that. I'm rooting for that. Like that that's what I've been on about since episode one of this show. Like this needs to happen. They're great together. They've got the chemistry. They just make sense, and I am all for it. Um, last thing I want to comment on for this particular episode, episode four, is that I'm at this point I'm, I'm starting to see a lot of similarities, not a lot, a couple of similarities between um, this show and Toradora. One of the big things that I see that's common between these two shows is the whole don't act like a big brother um, concept. Um, we see Iroha tell that to Hachiman. We also see that same message come across to Ryuji in relation to, to Taiga saying, stop being you know, like a father or, or like a big brother or whatever to her. You're more than that. Um, and it's time to, to acknowledge that. So that was one similarity I saw. The other is the whole concept of Yui in general. So Yui to me is like the Minori of Toradora. Um, she's in the middle they're not exactly the same. They look the same, they sound the same, and they act the same, but their 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 behaviors are different. Yui, I find, again, can be manipulative of Yukino. I didn't really get that sense that Minori was ever really manipulative of Taiga or any of the situations that they were in, and I felt that Minori was a, a much better friend to Taiga throughout the series versus Yui, who seems to be coming around now, seems to be wanting to be a better friend to Yukino after discovering the picture and realizing the situation, but wasn't always quite that way, at least in my eyes, um, for Yukino in, in the beginning of, of this uh, show. And, I mean, it's it's heartbreaking to see, you know, both of these great characters go through a similar situation where they realize, okay, the dynamic will never be the same, I'm not the one that he chose, and I also have to be supportive of my best friend somehow, who is the person that, that he chose. So I thought that was an interesting similarity. Um, but yeah, go, expanding on that a little bit, I mean, props to Yui, to, to be fair to her, props to her for finally coming around and being a supportive friend to Yukino, because she acknowledges in, you know, the scene where she's crying that she wanted Hachiman to stay with her, but she held back her tears, which I'm sure is incredibly difficult, we've all been there, um, is incredibly difficult. She, she used that willpower to hold back those tears so that he could go full sprint to Yukino. Um, that is Yui finally being a good friend. And again, I think part of her tears are, um, you know, sad for her own situation, but also regretful and remorseful for how she's been, how she's behaved within this trio up until this point. Um, so maybe this is her redemption arc. I'm not sure, but it is nice to see her finally be more of a genuine friend to Yukino and, and fully support her. And finally, we have episode five. And the first note I wrote after I finished this episode was, oh my fucking God. That's all I wrote. I was like, oh my fucking God. And then I needed to like think about this and process this because man, the butterflies, the feels that I got from this episode, I'm like, like not a lot happened, but we got so much great content, so much great insight into where the story is headed, what these characters are thinking, and another two ships that were sunk. So first it was Yui's ship sunk. Over two episodes we saw that ship sink. And now Iroha, and then again Hiratsuka-sensei, if you were shipping that, 
is sunk in this episode as well. Cute little nod to those to those folks with her, you know, you know, please marry me, little little cutesy moment. But um, yeah, it was. It's very clear at this point that everybody else is out of the running. I like that there was this moment between Hiratsuka Sensei and Hachiman because really she's to thank for all of this. She put them together by forcing Hachiman into the cl- the service club and constantly steers him in the right direction. Is that that conscience that that voice for him to to put him on the right path when he when he strays. Um, and I found it interesting that she even asked him how he intends on, uh, intends on associating with Yukino from this point on. And he responds by saying he doesn't consider disassociating with her to be an option. Um, and then Sensei kind of, you know, smirks and, and acknowledges that and says she gets it, which is funny because Hachiman's like, what do you mean? I, Hiratsuka Sensei's way of saying, yes, you've made your choice. I know that now I can leave the school in peace knowing that you've made a choice, first of all, and, and secondly, the, the right choice, at least in my opinion. Um, but he, it still goes over his head. Um, I think he's still, I don't know if it's like lying to himself or not wanting to fully, you know, commit to this decision or what, or if he's scared, I, I don't know. Uh, but I thought that was a really interesting moment. So then we get to the part where um, Hachiman and Iroha have a, a quick chat before they go back to the student council room. And I think this is similar to Yui's moment at Ikea in the last episode. This is the Iroha shipper's final hurrah um, for for that potential pairing. Um, it's, it's a cute moment, you know, with, with the sunset behind them. Um, it's very intimate, but it's obviously very focused on Yukino and Iroha, you know, subtly trying to figure out where Hachiman stands and if she's got a, a shot basically with him. It's clear she doesn't. I, I think it was clear from the beginning that he didn't really have that kind of interest in her, um, but she's just there to make the harem happen, right? The more the merrier. So then Hachiman and Iroha are chatting and she asks him point blank, like, why are you doing this? Like, why? You know she's going to reject you. You know it's going to reject you. Uh, why are you even trying? And he struggles to say it, but he does say that his reason is to take responsibility. Um, And Iroha interestingly says, okay, is that exactly what you're going to say to her when you go and talk to her in in a moment? And he says, yeah. Of course, that's not quite what happens. And Iroha has this quick moment of surprise when he actually comes out and says that his motivation or his reasoning is because he wants to save Yukino. Um, I think that was also confirmation to Iroha that she has no place in, in his story. Um, he can't even commit to something that he told her because his true feelings have come out to Yukino. So going into that conversation between Hachiman and Yukino, he, he tells her that, you know, he's interested in helping her save prom. Not surprisingly, she rejects him. And so he gets frustrated, but then kind of throws us a 180 and, and feels very confident and saying, well, then I'm going to do this without you and I don't need your permission um, to to move forward with my own plan. Even though we're all part of the service club, it doesn't mean we have to have one way of approaching a problem. And this whole back and forth is just amazing. I love it so much. Again, Hachiman and Yukino have great chemistry. Iroha is sitting there and is noticing it. I mean, she even acknowledges that this is basically a confession 
or a lover's quarrel or a breakup or something. She knows something's going on. She just doesn't, doesn't understand what it is because they're always in their own world when they talk, similar to how Yui felt um, listening to them, always kind of the outsider. But Iroha acknowledges that she feels stupid sitting there because she has, again, no place in his in his story, in their story. And she kind of has to witness this confession or whatever happened, even though she has, you know, some feelings for, for Hachiman. That sucks, too. I feel bad for her. Um, but again, in, in my opinion, she was never really in the running to begin with. So I don't feel as bad for her as I do for Yui. I love the end of their conversation because they bring it back to the the first season where they had this competition um, that Hiratsuka Sensei started for them to see who could do the best or who could best service other people. I don't know. I've read it two ways that it's who can do the most acts of service. And then I've read other translations where it's who can best serve others. Um, so I think in this context, it makes more sense to say who can best serve others. We'll just go with that for now. Um, but I love that they're bringing this back into the, the, the mix. Like this, this makes it feel like everything's coming full circle. We haven't really, again, I could be wrong, but we haven't really heard much about this competition since it kind of initially started. So again, I, I love that they're picking that back up and, and that's becoming a huge plot point for the remainder of the story. So then Yukino says, whoever wins gets to ask one last favor of the other person. And it's amazing because Hachiman blushes because he's all like, oh shit, I could ask her to do anything. I'm like, you know, okay, Hachiman, where you, where's your mind at? But it, I, I think he's just excited at the idea of, um, you know, possibly winning and being with Yukino. That's my guess. That's how I would feel if I were him. Overall, I think Yukino will win the prom challenge because it would be crazy if she didn't and Hachiman knows that it would ruin her chances of overcoming her dependency if she loses to him. Yukino's smart. I think she knows what Hachiman is doing. She knows that this is a way for him to indirectly help her. And honestly, if he loses on purpose, it just ends up being a way that he helped her. Um, so I I'm interested to see how she handles this. So the episode ends. We get the ending, and there's a post credit scene. And it's Iroha and Yukino um, wrapping up for the day, or at least Iroha is. Yukino says something kind of to herself, maybe a bit under her breath, that takes Iroha by surprise. And Iroha's like, well, I'm getting the fuck out of here. And it's basically Yukino saying that, you know, with this last challenge, with this last one, if she wins, she can finally end it all. And don't that's obviously not a direct quote. I'm, I'm um, I can't quite remember exactly what she said, but essentially she's saying with this last one, she can finally end it. And I was like, what the fuck does that mean? I'm like, what are you talking about? Finally, finally ending it. What is it? I was freaking out after that part. I was like, okay, this is a great episode. I'm feeling good. We are in the end game fam. Like Yukino shippers unite. We are almost there. And then they throw that shit at us, and I'm like, I do not know what to think now. I have no fucking clue what's going to happen. I'm still hopeful, but this could turn the whole thing upside down. So what does she mean? What does she mean by finally ending it? Does she mean finally ending this contest between her and Hachiman that's, that Hiratsuka-sensei started? Or is she saying ending her dependency on Hachiman? Can they still love each other with that dependency removed? I'm like, I don't know what is happening, which is kind of common in the show because they're always so obscure about everything. 
but I'm scared. Like I'm, I'm kind of genuinely scared. I'm like, they could do anything with this. And I pray to God that it's still the ending that us Yukino shippers are hoping for, but that this is just the conflict that is needed to drive them together. My guess, my honest guess, is that she's talking about ending the dependency that she has on Hachiman. You know, after the uh, the conversation with Hachiman and he leaves, we see her and Iroha kind of chatting. And during that, Yukino reaches for the blue light glasses that Hachiman gave her as a birthday gift. Um, and she stops. And I think that's symbolism uh, for her saying, no, I'm not going to rely on him anymore. Um, even these glasses that, that are from him directly, I, I can't use them because that's just me relying on him yet again. So then she opts for putting in eye drops instead. So I, I really think that that's kind of the direction that they're heading with this. But again, with this show, who fucking knows? Like, it could be anything that she's saying will finally be ended by winning this contest. I think overall, Yukino associates or, or directly correlates with overcoming her dependency with losing Hachiman. I think in her mind, she thinks that if Hachiman realizes she's no longer dependent on him, that he'll lose interest and he'll be like, okay, well, she doesn't need me, so I'm, I'm going to move on. I don't necessarily think that that's true. I don't think that Hachiman would think that way. But I think that that's where Yukino's mindset is at. And I think it's it's her kind of crying and acknowledging, like, this is the sacrifice that I have to make. I have to sacrifice my chances with Hachiman in order to become independent and to become an adult and to do the things that, you know, my, my mother thinks I'm not capable of. I also think part of it, too, is Yukino being a good friend to Yui. Um, we, we see when Hachiman first gets to the um, student council room, um, we see Yukino have a surprise reaction, very subtle, but a surprise reaction on her face when Hachiman says that he learned of the prom cancellation news when he was with Yui. Um, I think she, that's kind of a, a quick reminder to Yukino that Yui is part of this puzzle and that she has feelings for Hachiman just as Yukino does. And I think it's, it's her way of saying, okay, like I've got to do something about this. This can't keep going on. But yeah, as I mentioned, I think this is the conflict that, that needs to happen. Um, but I, I'm hopeful that Yukino will learn either way that her correlating, you know, pushing away Hachiman with him not liking her anymore is wrong, is incorrect. Um, because he kind of seems upset each time she tries to push him away, um, which to me means he won't be easily swayed to lose feelings, that he'll fight for her um, if he has to, to, to keep her. And I, I don't think that he's in it for the dependency. I think he likes it. I think they all like it. I, I think that's kind of their motivating, one of their motivations for being in the service club is the self-gratification they get for helping people and knowing that people rely on them. Um, and, and Hachiman acknowledges that he's caused this codependency or whatever, but I don't think that's why he's interested in Yukino. I, I don't think that those things are directly related. I think that she can certainly have her independence from him while still being with him. And I, I hope that Hachiman is able to prove that because again, I have been shipping them from the very beginning and I fully expect that they'll they'll be together because why would I think anything other as a Yukino shipper but how they get there will be a complete surprise to me I mean this is already shaping up to be something that's jaw-dropping 
Like, I, I have no no clue what's going to happen. And I think it's good that it's a challenge for, for Hachiman. I, I, I don't necessarily hate this conflict that they've now infused with this previous, this, this episode five. Um, I, I think it has to be a challenge for him. It can't just fall into his lap that he, he gets the girl that he's finally decided he wants to be with especially after everything that's happened. He has to earn her. He has to earn Yukino after going so long without making a decision, after kind of dragging her and Yui along. So it's it's going to be interesting to see him finally make that choice and let it be known. Because this is a show, again, that's all about obscurity. That's all about ambiguity. We're finally getting a lot more clarity with this final season. Again, I keep saying it, they are not messing around. They're not wasting any time. They're even alleviating some of this this ambiguity that we've had to struggle through as, as viewers um, for the first two seasons because we're actually getting people's inner monologues. We're getting their direct thoughts. It's not totally straightforward. It's somewhat straightforward. It still has those, um, you know, it's still presented to us in, in that somewhat obscure way. But at least we're getting more clarity on, on how people feel and, and what the situation is actually shaping up to be. But what's interesting is the only inner monologue we have not gotten so far is Yukino's. And I feel like that's going to pretty much remain the same for most of this season until perhaps the end. Because we're going to be left in the dark and, and left in suspense to see what actually ends up happening. So with that, oh my gosh, like I, I can't even tell you the hype I hope and I pray that um, they continue this rampant pace of important plot points and, and do not throw a filler episode at us. Please do not throw a filler episode at us with only a 12 episode season. Just give us the goods. Give us the stuff that we're actually here to see um, and, and just make it a fun and intense and emotional ride. Um, I, I'm loving it so far. I think that they're doing a fantastic job with you know, executing on, on this final season and, and making it everything that, that we had hoped it would be, especially again, for those who have waited much longer than I have to see it all unfold. And I cannot wait for these last seven episodes to happen. So with that, I will be back with a part two episode when we finally learn the resolution of this insane story. Um, and finally discover who Hachiman ends up with. I have heard the theory that he ends up with nobody at the end, and I will be so pissed if that happens because we have been strung along this wild ride for three seasons, and that would be the most unsatisfying ending. We'll see. We'll see if myself and all of the Yukino shippers walk away happy, satisfied, and filled with wonderful emotion. And before I wrap this up, I'd like to give a special thanks to Super Newt Ensemble for the jingle that you hear at the beginning and end of this podcast. And as always, stay safe, stay healthy, stay weeb. Mm-hmm.